I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run hip hop by the numbers on Twitter. I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I'm director of the Fifth Element. I highlight Fifth Element hip hop, which is knowledge. Mars, why did you do it? You know you've got the mad fat flu when you rhyme. It's half time. And it's digging and digging. Too good, too good, that's one. Oh, just hit my mic. Alright, uh, <laughs> as that rings through people's ears. Uh, hi Ben, how's your week been? What have you been this week? Uh, well, yeah, it's been, I think I think we should talk about Biz at the, at the top, because I think, um, okay. it's sad, man. It's, it's incredibly sad, and Biz was, Biz was an immense presence in hip-hop. Like, he had a really a beautiful and a powerful energy and an aura about him. Every interview I've seen, every song I've heard, every live show I've seen on YouTube, it's just him. You know, he's quick-witted, he's funny, he's insightful, intelligent, supremely talented, and, you know, we'll do a retrospective on him, and I think it's going to be a celebration of a life and a career that impacted a lot of people and influenced a lot of people and gave us a lot as listeners and just as audience, just, you know, gave us so much, and... um. A lot of people came out and said that he was an influence on them uh, recently. The I, who, I forget who, I think it was Grown Up Rap on Twitter. Shout out to them for retweeting yep. all the rappers who were, they were, yeah, they were retweeting all the rappers who were saying that, you know, Biz influenced them. And uh, it was amazing. It was so amazing. And this whole idea that, yeah, I got a little bit annoyed with a lot of the, the, the just a friend rapper, you know, the, the just a friend rapper has passed away at age, bro, he's way more than the just a friend rapper, like, hopefully next week we can, we can dive into that, because Bismarcky was one of the most important artists for me during my teenage years, and it's sad, it's very, very sad that we've lost him, and, and don't ever think that 57 is a long life lived, like, that's young, man, that's, it's too soon. It's too soon, and it, it was devastating to hear. So rest in peace to, to Bismarck, man. Yeah, um, I feel uh, I'm definitely going to, you know, get put some thought into uh, talking about it on What's Good as well. Uh, definitely going to get a segment on that. And, uh, yeah, like you said, we're definitely going to get a, uh, a retrospective uh, kick in um, soon, probably right after this episode, actually. Um and uh, yeah, I think I feel I echo your sentiments, and uh, I I I I totally forgot this factoid, like that he was in Men in Black Two in that uh, beatboxing yeah. scene, and yeah. I, was, <laughs> I watched that today. Yeah. I was just like, fucking hell, I love this scene so much. <laughs> it's just so fucking good, and it's, it's and that's just and that's just a that's just a part of it, right? Of just like how. Uh, I, I I personally like I saw I'm I'm the the thing I'm gonna I want to use I'm gonna use this uh, uh this uh IG video that I saw from Big Daddy Kane when he basically uh, I think it's the only it's, it's the only thing he said since uh, Biz died recently uh well since Biz died anyway and um it was like uh, he basically told a story of just like when he was 15 couldn't get a record deal asked this dude to battle and uh, 
and uh, bailed him. And the good dude said, uh, "Yo, you good? Like you're, you're, you, you got good raps. Da da da. Um, come with me." And you know, and obviously that relationship blossomed. And you know, Juice Crew, etc., etc. Uh, and I think the I think the biggest thing that comes that will that I certainly will come across uh, when we end up talking about biz is just the the depth that you were talking about that you mentioned. Um, that you know, just obviously the 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 iceberg is like just a friend and. Uh, something that I'm gonna that's something that uh, I think uh, Elliot Wilson put on just like the start of his uh, p- uh, start of his little uh, he he did a little piece on his Substack about Biz um, saying that you know I don't want to see Clown Prince hip hop just that you know what I mean those yeah. two things that's like that's yeah. like the that's the surface level like but is there's so much more there's so much more than that um, and yeah uh, I think the thing I think the common theme that we're gonna get is just the entertainment uh dedication and just uniqueness of him uh in that front of just being super entertaining but like you said being super witty and uh just i guess non-apologetic in how he went about uh his own music but just also in general uh he come he came across to in other people's testimonials as you know just super generous and just a joy to be with. Uh, there's like you know so many. I, I saw a video from DJ Newmark who was like him and Daylight Soul just chilling. And uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he said before. He, he did like some. He did a couple of bars that he was supposed to put on a. D, uh, uh, it was supposed to be on a Daylight track. And uh, I forgot like the, the I forgot the bars beforehand. But he said, uh, "Fuck Giuliani, make Bismarck the mayor." And, it, and everyone was just like, ah. Uh, it's it's just a it's just amusing. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. amusing, dude, to just uh, see on or just just in a general video like that. You know, what I mean, it was just like you know, just a f- couple of legends just chilling. Um, but yeah, I can I I I personally can't wait to get in that career. Uh, and uh, we will do that celebration, of course, standard procedure. And uh, yeah, but uh, now can we move on to what is it? Not to yeah. not to make it too not to make it too sharp, but uh, no, yeah. of course. So what have you what have you listened to today? Babe? So I listened to Remble's "It's Remble" uh, this week. This this guy is amazing. This I've this vocal cadence and inflection that he has is incredibly unique. His inflection goes up at the end of every single bar. It's like he's he has air quotes around everything he raps, and it's very engaging. It's unbelievable. He's serious, like he's dead serious. But I've never heard anyone use this technique consistently before and it's addictive honestly it's very addictive addictive this inflection his lyrical content is really good you know it's really great there's nothing wrong there at all i would highly recommend people go listen to that that really shocked me you know one of the things that when i first started discovering music way 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 back i always was excited to find something new that i'd never heard before and obviously, as you get older and discover more music, there's less and less like that that you're going to find. But this was new. I haven't heard anyone rapping like this before. So shout out to Ramble. I've I've never heard before. So this is my first time. Great, great artist. OMB Bloodbath, Blood Sample. Uh, OMB Bloodbath is an MC from Houston, and she signed to Interscope because this record came out via Interscope. The beat on Not Gang might be the best beat of the year. Or the best like use of sample. It's so haunting. And then the beat drops in and both her and SG just drop really great engaging performances. Album is really good. Good energy. 
diverse beats, uh, and it, I think it showcases her song-making ability, very high. Uh, UFO Fev, Vanna Slice, Enigma of Dali, this was never going to miss. This was never, ever going to miss. Like, UFO Fev, Vanna Slice, it's not going to miss. Very aggressive, menacing beats on here as well. Uh, Vanna Slice is amazing on here, as he always is. He never really disappoints with anything he does. This is kind of Ransom, Flea Lord, that kind of... Uh, realm and it's great like really really good i put it on and it just kept going back and back and back because it was just it was it was really good ksi all over the place the <laughs> tire this title is so apt man this is a whiplash record there were actual pop smashes on here in the middle like uh don't play and then we get into heavier stuff like silly with bugsy malone it, they both sound really good on that beat, I thought. Little Dirk track. I think the Little Dirk track is indicative of KSI's ability. He's really diverse, and he's capable of switching things up. I don't Look, I don't know KSI from YouTube. I don't know any of that stuff. So I'm just listening to the music, and it's it's good. I really enjoy it. I, I have no issue with it whatsoever. Uh, I, I, I can't even fault this record. It has everything I like. It's, it's a bop. It's fucking fun. It's a good record. Uh, finally, we get to Pop Smoke's Faith. So, I don't know, man. Like, these albums have no... I want to say this. These albums have no bearing on the legacy of an artist. No posthumous discography has ever impacted the legacy of an artist. So, Faith isn't going to enter the Pop Smoke discography, which is rightfully so because the album is just super hit and miss as a standalone project. There are some great songs on here. Brushem with Raswish, great. 30 with Busy Banks, great. Coop, Mr. Jones with Future, really good. But it drifts in so many weird directions. And I don't, none of, the problem is with these things, none of us know if these were directions that Pop Smoke wanted to go in sonically. Like 8-Ball with Kid Cudi, very weird song. It sounds like a gorilla song off the fall, like really a basic one. Or maybe like a Speeding Bullet to Heaven B-side. Um, it makes sense for Cuddy, but it just it was such a weird dynamic. Uh, the Dua Lipa song is fine, but again, did, did Pop Smoke, is this a collaboration that they had before he passed away, or is this manufactured? How are we met ever to know this? Like, I, I almost feel like I wish the label would come out and tell us, you know, Pop Smoke wanted this, or Pop Smoke, you know, I, I don't know if they can do that, but like, it would be nice to at least know. Um, the, the Pharrell one is, is woeful. The Pharrell song is actually woeful. It's, I don't understand what <laughs> Pharrell is like. It's everything you dislike about Pharrell on one song. You know, he's low tier falsetto crooning, and the beat sounds like the Neptunes created it and then forcibly removed its soul and just left it this barren shell of a Neptunes beat. It's, I don't understand, man. Sometimes Pharrell really misses, and he really missed on this. And the weird thing about this album, I can kind of sum it up this way on television they have angie martinez delivering a pretty sobering monologue about pop smoke and she says he wasn't even into where he was about to be he was just trying to he was trying to get there i mean he was on his he was on his he was well on his way so she's basically saying like he was taken way too soon way before he got the opportunity to realize his his talent and his ability and he hadn't made it anywhere near where he was going to end up which we know that's very true so he wasn't there yet. But then the chorus comes in and Pop Smoke repeats, we made it 18 times throughout the song. And it's like, don't put we made it 
in the same thing that you've got the monologue with Angie Martinez saying he hadn't made it yet. It's just, it's a mess, man. And it, it, it's the, it has that DJ Khaled energy. Make it as big and as brash as possible and people will love it. Let's get Angie on the same song as Pusha T and Kanye, you know? They, I don't, I don't ever think that Pop Smoke wanted to be the biggest or the brashest. He just was the most consistent, and he was very, very good at what he did. And on this album, it feels to me like the label's trying to make him the biggest. You know, let's just throw everything at this album. Let's throw these pop stars and these superstars and get half the industry on there. And ah, oh, man, I, I get so tired. I know. Look, I know. I said right at the start of this that it doesn't impact upon their legacies. But, like, why do we need these records, man? Like, can someone just do this properly for once? Because we want to enjoy this music. We really do. We want these records, and we want to hear this, the unreleased stuff. And we, But we want to hear it done well. We want to hear it done justice. Like Mac Miller on Circles, we want that. for all, they, These artists deserve that. They really do. And I don't see a point to these records outside of selling. What's the point then? You know, it's just uh, it's disappointing, man. And so that's that's me with Pop Smoke's faith. What about yourself, Charlie? What did you get into? Yeah, I got into uh, three uh, projects to this uh, this week. Uh, I meant to get into five, but uh, I totally forgot about the last two. Not gonna lie, but we'll get into that next week. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's always time. Um, but yeah, got into uh, that IDK from last week. Uh, you mm. see for yourself. Um, <laughs> so it's, Ben, it's good, so man. Ben said to me, so Ben said to me uh, when he listened to it, that I was like, he really sounds like Kanye on it, and I was just like, okay, okay, because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember like how I can't like go back to his other project and just go like, hmm, did he sound like? Uh, so I, I just had this, and I, as soon as I, as soon as I put it, on, I was like, what the fuck? That's so weird. It's like, it's like, it's like Kanye, but I don't know, like pitched. Yeah. Yeah. It's differently, like the yeah. t- the tones, that, like tone, like the tone has been shifted a little bit. Yeah. It's so creepy. It's eerie. It's like it's like can't even not quiet. It's not spitting image, but like it's just it's just close. It's it's really weird. It's adjacent to Kanye. It's really weird, yeah. and that's just obviously in terms of tone and stuff like that. But yeah, um, this is so fascinating to me actually. Um, Santa Monica Boulevard uh, bangs put that on the rotation. Um, that's a complete heater for me. I win. I win. Da, 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 da. Banger. Um, but yeah, the interesting thing about this album, and I really get this, I really have this uh, this overriding thought uh, when I listen to an album, right? Uh, the features, uh, just none of them imprinted on me at all. Mm. <laughs> like literally none of the features are pr- imprinted on me at all. Um, I The MF Doom bit was... Uh basically pointless i'm not gonna, not gonna lie yeah. uh there was no reason for that to be there um uh, you just wanted mf doom on the nate on the on the track list it's just it was just not worth it um you know west side and uh jay electronica i i completely glazed over jay electronica i'm not gonna lie that I, 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 I didn't even clock he was on it until i looked at the track list again um you know, offset. Actually, you know, offset on shoot my shot was okay. I like that track. That was very clubby. Like you walk into a club, like, uh, like the start of bit, like the start of belly kind of vibe. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, Young Thug not into it. Uh, Puerto Rico lucky day wasn't really into it. 
Sir Temporary Love. Didn't even know Sir was on it. <clears throat> didn't even know that was Sir until I looked at the track list again. I was this too old walking the dog, so I didn't really I wasn't I wasn't looking at anything. You know, uh I wasn't looking intently at like who's on this? Um you know, Slick Rick on Hey Auntie. I I, I don't know why I, 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 that beat didn't fit Slick Rick at all for me. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just my preconceived notions of who Slick Rick is. Uh, maybe maybe it's that my my uh, my cons- my conservative hip hop fan uh, 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 blinders have uh, are put on saying that. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Um, Rico and Sway on Lee Sway on Kato was cool. Uh, I didn't really just like the track overall to be honest. Um, and seven on crying church was I, um, but yeah, it's it's really weird. Like apart from maybe offset and above, yeah, apart from maybe offset, I didn't really find all the features that hard to be honest. Um, uh, or just uh, it just didn't really imprint on me. It's really weird. But you know, apart from that, IDK's performance overall is um, you know relatively solid. Can't complain about that. But yeah, really weird album. Really weird album to uh, get into on that one. Um, Static Selector, nineteen eighty two, the summary P. Nice little free pack uh, that Ben sent me, uh, put me on to. Uh, Summary New York is immediately on the regular rotation with that Jared Evan and Sky Zoo feature. Banging, and terminology as well. Um, Bum B on Stay Flyer was just, oh, that was clean. Clean, clean, clean. Um, and also Close to Me uh, was good as well with uh, Sammy. Uh, well, terminology's on all over it, by the way. I just, uh, just, just, just saw that. Um and uh, yeah, uh, Sammy, Sammy Adams, and me, the J on uh, on a on close to me was great as well. I really like that. So yeah, man, a solid three pack. Maybe on the EP list. I'm not gonna lie, you know, for just it, it didn't miss. I can't I can't say it missed. So you know, it's it's there. It's definitely running. And uh, lastly, Femit Forward, uh, Big Fem Energy Volume One. Um, so Femit Forward, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is a just a just like a like, I don't know what, I don't really know what to call it. Um, but like an initiative uh, of of some of some fashion. Um, let's, let's let's look it up. Um, yeah. So basically, like a uh, I don't know what to call it. Actually, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at Instagram right now. I'm just like I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. But like it's it's you know it's it's for the fee it's for the fee emails. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I'm really trying to figure out what 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 they actually particularly do. Um, but I know the founder, uh, Heather Heather Gold is Heather Lowry, sorry, um, is a president CEO of it and also is a partner at Live Nation, which makes a bit of sense as to why this how this album even came about. Um, considering you know they okay they do panels, experiences, live events, and stuff like that, and education. So there you go, some something of that fashion. Um, but yeah. Regardless of that, um, yeah, I was okay. Um, I feel like uh, all the all the everyone you hear on the project, as you can imagine, is female. Um, you know, uh, Lauren. Uh, I keep I keep forgetting how to say how to say her surname. Jaregui, Jaregui. Um, uh, Tira Wack, Rhapsody, um, Baby Rose, uh, Sinead Hartnell on the last track. It's it's okay. I just feel like every person on this uh, ha- is not their best track. It's not their best performance in any stretch. Um, uh, you know, if it was on, the, if it, if any of the if their tracks were, if this track was on like any of their projects, I feel like it would be it'll be a bit of a dud. If that makes any sense. Um, so yeah, you know, it's cool as a as a concept. It's cool. I'm here for that all female lineup. Uh, it's it's boss to it's boss to hear, boss to see. Um, I did. I will say I did like uh, Armbre and what you deserve. Uh, Baby Rose at your worst. I really like that one. Um, 
yeah, those two tracks in particular. And uh, maybe while I'm alive with Lauren Jeregui, Jeregui. I just don't know why I purposely treated myself up like that. But yeah, it's okay. It's a solid project, and uh, I'm I'm here for the messaging. Uh, but the songs itself, yeah, could have been better. But with that said, we should hop into uh, our mid-year report, which I could have sworn we have done before. Uh, I'm not sure anymore. Um, I'm just lost in thought, lost in the source of thought. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna do like a I guess a I guess like a you know just general thoughts about the half year that's passed in obviously music in general. Um, I kind of wanted to start with just uh, just adding on to the uh, to the death of Biz and uh, you know <sighs> the amount of uh, the amount of like uh, uh, hip hop people anyway that have uh, died since you know December. Um, I, I saw this photo going around of Chuck D. Um, basically just writing down, he wrote down on like a whiteboard of just like the people that have, uh, that have died in, in the past, uh, six, seven, uh, seven, eight months or so. Um, and he literally wrote in a list. So double K, MF Doom, obviously, Ecstasy, uh, Prince Marquis, uh, DMX, Black Rob, Shock G, Gift of Gab, and now Biz. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's, um, the, the, you can get into a lot of commentary just about how of, uh, you know, uh, life a uh, black black life expectancy in the US and how uh is uh you know how it differs uh from others. You could get into that commentary if you really wanted to. I'd rather not. Uh, I don't have the statistics to back that to back that stuff uh back that stuff up. But you can if you want. Uh, go for it by all means. Uh, in, in educate yourself. Um, but yeah, I just I just find it a bit um obviously depressing in one sense because obviously all of these legends are dying. Um, thinking about uh not just like their career so to speak um but also just how we mentioned them i guess uh, and how we and and how it's remembered um you know i'm going to be on isos next uh, for next episode um i've brought i i got a really good piece um on a Whitney Houston and i was thinking about i was reading it and i was thinking about her and how her um, I guess legacy, so to speak, because you know, when she died, it was very, very, very uh, misconstrued and very warped. Um, for someone like I think Biz, I think it was, I think it's, I think it's okay in that front because his legacy is relatively, while I think mainstream-wise, not exactly. Um, uh, explored properly uh, obviously we'll mention like the you know he's not just a just a friend clamper is a hip-hop guy he's much more than that um and there was a lot of people and i'm sure you've met i'm sure a lot of people have asked you uh, asked you around the time mf doom died it's just uh you know a lot of people ask me uh who's this mf doom guy and uh, it's just interesting it's just interesting how uh people uh react differently and how some of these send shockwaves, some of these don't. Um, you know, that's par for the course, you know, that millions of people, not millions, I don't know how many people die a day, but, you know, um, a lot of people die a day. Some are known, some are not at all. Um, I had this, I had this thought about, I had the same thought when, um, when Russ G died, uh, who was, uh, really into, who was really deep into, uh, the LA hip hop scene. And it was just fascinating reading about him and the legacy he had, and I never heard of him until he died. Um, so it's just very interesting thinking about that. Um, that's kind of just the overriding thought I just wanted to put forward, of just how um, uh, deep some of these people go, 
and how we choose to, uh, you know, as I get older, thinking about how I choose to uh, live life. Because, you know, obviously people can seek the fame, so to speak, and try and have the biggest footprint possible. Um, but sometimes it doesn't ha- it's really understated you know so, so you know i don't know the names of the people who created all these covid vaccines but you know they've saved fuck ton amount of, uh, a fuck ton of lives you know by doing that um but we don't know the names so it's just it, i just find that wrinkle of life interesting overall uh not to get too existential but yeah it's, it's just interesting how that how that how that uh, thought process goes about for me when i think about in this case, a deaf uh, uh, rappers in hip hop. I think it, it's been very confronting to see these legends pass away so early, and I do wonder sometimes if it's just the fact that you know these people were very famous and very impactful for us, and there are plenty of artists out there who are still living and still thriving, but we obviously don't hear about them every day because there's no you know humans love negativity. There's no real reason to constantly check in and remind ourselves that these other rappers are, are legends and that they're still going so i think it's probably one of those yeah life uh, moves too fast for that <laughs> yeah i think it's one of those big events that really hits us and and really drags us and it's sad when you especially if you're going i think if you're okay i think if you're physically okay and then someone that you have loved your whole life is not it can be very jarring because it's like I don't know, it just doesn't feel, it feels so weird. And the MF Doom thing was was brutal, man. And obviously the DMX, these are just, these are legends. And uh, I think the thing that it's impressed upon me is how essential the energy of these people is and how that energy will never leave this earth. And I know that sounds a little bit spiritual, but I really don't think it, it it's that wishy-washy at all. Because if you listen to their music and you watch their interviews, you know, I was watching an interview with Mac Miller on The Breakfast Club the other day, and bro, it's just a beautiful presence, even through the computer screen, you know, even digitally from 2016 or whenever it was, just funny and, and smart and insightful and just nice, a nice person. And when I watched the biz, when I went down uh, the, the Biz Marquee YouTube rabbit hole, there was an interview and they were doing it with Slick Rick and it was probably five, six years ago and they were talking about 1988 and how pivotal that year was in hip hop. And I never realized exactly how pivotal it was until I posted a question the other day on Hip Hop Numbers and I said, what's the best album from the year you were born? And I was born in 1988. So I went on and looked at all the albums dropped in 1988. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to choose one here? Like, it's an epic year. It's wild. And so Biz and Slick Rick were just chatting. And, you know, Slick Rick was just kind of hanging out in the back, just chilling. And Biz Marquis was just funny. He was funny. You could see the room lifting with him. Everyone was laughing at what he was saying. You know, he was entertaining everyone in that room. And... That's the thing that we lose, you know, but I don't think it ever really goes away with these people. And that's why I'm, I'm happy that these people were famous. You know, as weird as that sounds, I'm happy that we uh, still have that content from them and that we can still engage with it. And that legacy will stay because you don't want to lose that, you know. And I think that's one of the harder things when you lose people in your, you know, in, in your life where... You maybe don't have the videos or the pictures, but you have the memories. And that's always hard because like you can't go back and tap back into that. You remember how it felt, but you don't have something tangible you can grab and tap back into and say, I remember how this felt. 
And yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it is an interesting part of life, you know, the fact that we're exposed to these people and, and they become a huge part of our life, but we've never met them before and then they pass away and really we have to mourn because it hurts, but we never met them. You know, it's, it's a, as you say, it's, it's a weird part of life. Yeah, and even when it links to um, artists around that time, and there is a lot that, that it, it's coming to it, it's coming to that. It's, it's a really scary thought to think about. Um, you know, these people that are you know the the they're now in their fifties, right? Um, yeah, like you know, fifty plus now, mm. and again, like you said. Um, you know, fifty-seven is not that not that old. It's not. It's, that's not. That's not a that that shouldn't be. That's not. That's not. That's not the point uh, where you go. Yeah, I've had a good innings. You know, I mean, yeah, that's not. That's not the. That's not the cutoff that you imagine for yourself, right? Um, but it's just a. Uh, I I I'm I'm getting a bit uh, I don't know, anxious. I guess like thinking about um all these legends that are now 50 plus and just how uh how they're coming how they're dropping in you know such quick succession uh in recent in in the past seven months and i don't know whether it's like because i remember i remember when um i remember when like uh like it was like what was it bowie prince and mm. it was the third one. Like uh, one, one, a third one died, like r- like right after, uh, in like that same same era. Um, oh, I forget, but yeah, like Prince Bowie, same year. Like it was that. that, that was it? What year was that? 2016? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Ton tons of just like epic deaths, like uh, or epic um in terms of just like you know who they were, um deaths and like that was that was fucking anxiety juicing thinking about that of like how the all these legends now um ha- that have been so uh trailblazing and they're all just like just just it's just coming so quickly um and you know it's it's inevitability right but uh the difference well not even the, no it's not even a difference i, I think bowie and prince have died relatively you know in the same ranges uh, biz and these guys so you know it still it still sucks um but yeah so uh, it, it, it's making me anxious thinking about that um and i'm so i'll leave it at that but uh, yeah it's just making me anxious about how it's now and it's gonna it's gonna keep going and we don't know just like i, I want i want to see these i want to see these dudes like uh like live at some point you know what i mean mm. i missed it. i missed a chance by fucking hours to see big daddy kane i want to see big daddy kane mm. i want to see rakim i'm gonna have to travel to fucking new york to see rakim because he doesn't fucking fly so i'm gonna have to travel to new york at some point in my life to see rakim right and all the all that kind of stuff i want to see these people and uh and you know that's kind of uh what's the word um that's kind of selfish in some way but it's just also a matter of um it's just a matter of like i respect these guys so much i want to just put some i want to i want to put a whole day a week around this particular event of like going to see these people something like that you know i want to dedicate that time because they've because i've spent so much time listening to these people and the anxiety of seeing DMX 
Doom, Shock G, Biz dying is just making me anxious. I'm just like, I really want to see these people and like they're just not... I'm, I can't... Like, bro, oh, bro, imagine just seeing... Because there were so many times where it was like, oh, oh, DMX is, you know, doing something, like he's coming back, like he's going to make a comeback. Uh, he might be doing a tour, like he's he's at, he's at that level now, he's healthy. And then he just plummets back into the depths again. And we're just like, damn, that's unfortunate. And then he died. I'm just like, fuck, that's tragic. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, like I said uh, several times, it's, it's a bit anxiety-inducing trying to think about that. Um, but, you know, you try not to, but with all these, with all these like, just coming in quick succession, how can you not, you know? Yeah, and it hits you out of the blue because you don't expect it. And it's just, yeah, it's it's shocking when it happens. And no, I agree. I agree entirely. I wish I, I feel the exact same. Um, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> have much more to add than that, to be honest. All right, well, let's, let's move swiftly on. Um, uh, we'll, let's, let's, let's get into just a general chit-chat about uh, the year so far. And, uh, you know, just a midweek... Midweek? <laughs> Just a mid-year review of uh, what's, what's been going on. Um, I think, uh, for me personally, uh, I think my overall, uh, I guess, commentary about uh, was, you know, gone on. Uh, I'll stick it to music-wise. Um, I've been actually very impressed at uh, the, I think, amount of... You know, I think I say this every year now, but like the amount of variety that I've uh, that 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 have that has come through, and uh, honestly, I feel like a lot. There's uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's been uh, projects that have. Um, I think I think I think I've I think I think there's been a a really large amount of like underwhelming uh, projects for me personally. Um, even though I talk about everything in a relatively positive light, just thinking about it retrospectively and like looking at looking at these, looking at what I've listened to so far, um, you know, there's uh, there's not been there's not been many um, crazy front to back bangers kind of albums for me personally. I don't know, I don't know about you, and I'll ask you that question. Like, if you as you'd have to name them because I'm not, um, but has there any has it been like you know just can you like pick like that one album or those five albums that you're just like I'm gonna listen to these forever? Because I don't, I'm not quite sure if I'm there there yet. I don't think I've seen that. I don't think I don't think I've heard that project yet for me personally. I had a few. I had a few. Um, I think I had a top five. I put Mac Homie, Pray for Haiti, uh, Rod Wave, Soulfly. Rod Wave, Soulfly is one that I actually do think I will be listening to past. Because that's, that's a big thing. That's a big thing that you say. What records are you going to be listening to past this year, you know, or even past this month? And that's a special kind of album. That's a special kind of album. Look, there's there's nothing wrong with the, the, the big album that comes out and it impacts you and you listen to it for a week straight and you never go back to it. There's probably hundreds of those in my past where there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it doesn't mean that it's a bad album that I never went back to it. But it's more like it's a moment in time, you know. And I think in 2021, we've had moment in time records quite a lot in my experience uh, so far. I think Soulfly by Rod Wave is one I will probably go back to a lot. Uh, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, I'm not certain. I think that was another moment in time record, whereas I felt like Igor 
was an album that I will go back to regularly. Uh, T Grizzly, Built for Whatever, that's an album that I'll probably go back to regularly. I think that is going to stand up and it's just going to have uh, momentum well past 2021. Uh, Planet Her by Doji Cat, that's like on the... That's on the cusp, man. That It's got like an Astro World feel to it to me. It's very immersive. So I really do think I will go back to it uh, at some point. But, you know, there's been... And, and I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I think there's been a lot of good projects this year. Um, Money Can't Buy Happiness year by Fredo. Good, not great. Yeah. I mean, look, if you look even at, uh, at Griselda, who basically keep time these days with you know whether it's a good year or <laughs> but you know what i mean like, it's weird that they do this but oh, they it's been three months do. we kind of do but if we look at like if it bleeds uh uh la machina and the plugs i met too right they're good projects but yep. they're not the plugs i met you know Thanks. they're not uh pray for paris they're not Ta- tana talk three so to me that says to me it's like you know it's not been the biggest year and i think I I did get some statistics on it, so indulge me for a second because I think this this was really interesting. When I was uh, going over some numbers for actually for this podcast, I found out that J Cole has the most top ten entries of all artists, all genres on the Hot 100 this year with five as the lead artist. Now I'm not saying that J Cole is not a commercial force; he absolutely is. But for but why him not? Have... He got platinum with features. <sighs> double platinum with no features man you know it's like, mm. i don't know but like he's just not he he doesn't have these these records in his history you know he has records he certainly does he has uh, i think three of his albums now at least two every song is certified which is i think it's the most in hip-hop but um like it's just been a weird year commercially like did you really expect me to come in here and say j cole of all artists all pop r&b hip-hop had the most top 10 entries you know fucking morgan wallen's album spent 10 consecutive weeks at number one on the billboard 200 like if you'd pitched that storyline in january 2020 the industry would have swiped left immediately but in 2021, it's like they were thirsty for a story, for any story, even if it meant giving light to a country artist who only experienced success because they said the N-word on camera. You know, like, it's been a weird fucking year. And hip-hop has actually dominated on the albums, but not the singles. So 44.3% of all the top 10 weeks on the Billboard 200 have come via hip-hop albums in 2021. Uh which is amazing like but with singles only 25.3 percent came from hip-hop pop 50.3 percent but i think the thing that really uh really struck me is just the lack of still the lack of really big ticket releases you know if we go back to 2018 and this is this is a really uh i guess it's an interesting thing because because i ran hip-hop numbers during 2018 and 2019 right so i was I was on the the content uh, machine when 2018 was happening and working incredibly hard. So what we got was we got like Kanye, Drake, Pusha, Jay-Z, Nas, all these massive names, Travis, Eminem. And there was no time for anything else. There was only time to talk about the next big release. There was only time to gather statistics on the next big artist. But it's different. It's a different conversation 2020 and 2021 where we're not getting these back-to-back-to-back massive artists dropping. So there's all this space. There's this extra space to talk about other artists, which I'm actually really enjoying. I actually really enjoy it. 
So like, you know, we're talking about this year, we're talking about Mad Lib, Mac Homie, Vince Staples, Arm & Hammer and & Alchemist, Griselda, DMX, Slow Tie, Kid Cudi. Like that's a different kind of conversation to 2018. Way more diverse in my view. And I've definitely felt that freedom of being out from under the pressure of multiple massive releases that will generate heaps of engagement each week. So I've certainly noticed that and I have noticed a lot more diversity in the conversation around hip hop and what people are talking about. And you only have to look at when J. Cole dropped the offseason to see how important those big ticket releases are for the content cycle. You know, people love that stuff. But when we get outside of that, then we actually can move out of, of just like talking about three or four artists all the time and actually talk about different artists. And I think that's been a benefit in 2021. But I do agree with you that I don't think there's been a heap of massive drops that I'm going to go back to regularly, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's always, uh, uh, you know, we could easily just like say, uh, oh, 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 he's coming. This person is coming. This person is coming. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird how, um, this is. I I don't know. It feels like a trend now, of um, and, and I don't know whether this whether the answer to whether the reason for it is uh, just how people consume music now or whatever. But I do feel like there's a trend because I, I I'm not. You've mentioned the 2018 comparison before, and that was. Well, that was three years ago. So mm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. So we've had this, we've mentioned this kind of thing before, where it's just like, oh no, no, not many big ticket releases. What's going on? Da 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 da. Um, and I don't know whether it's maybe, maybe we had a refer a, a collectively subconscious referendum on what counts as what is a big ticket release anymore. Or whatever, uh, or, or or just maybe, um, yeah, m- maybe sat. I don't know, but it is. It, I do feel there's a, there's a trend there. You can't you can't have three years of not just of of not of 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 us potentially of us mentioning of some sort that you know oh there's not been many big ticket releases in in, in the in the first half year or or, or the whole year whatever. Um, and uh, I, you, you're you're speaking you're speaking you're preaching to the choir where you where you mention uh, you know it gives us time to get into newer people because <laughs> that's my stays. Um, but you know I I I can't I can't get out of the fact that um, maybe maybe the class of quote unquote big ticket is different in definitions. Uh, I don't know. So uh, there's uh, there has to be something there. There's a trend there. I don't know what the reason for that trend is, but there's definitely a trend there of uh, either what we collect, what we collectively as us two consider big ticket. Uh, maybe we need to widen that definition. I'm not sure uh, because you know you just you mentioned the Pulsemoke album. That's in some ways big ticket. Uh, the reason for that reason, whether the reason for it being big ticket is obviously different to someone compared to like a J Cole, for example. But you know, it's a it's a an event record in some way, no. So I don't know. Maybe our maybe it's our definitions that need to change, or the or the definition has just changed for any for all of us, and uh, there's there's uh, subconscious factors towards that towards that. Well, I think. 
with regards to the statistical thing, like J. Cole has 10 top 10 hits and five of them came in 2021. So like this is a decade after he came out, you know, and this is not his, you know, he, he is ascending to a new commercial level right now. But I think the thing that's happening is a lot of the time I'm seeing new records being set with regards to the Hot 100 and the Billboard 200. You know, uh, I think Pop Smoke's last album spent, I think it was 46 weeks in the top 10, which is a massive amount. Uh, a Little Baby's My Turn spent, I think it was 44 or maybe 45. And the highest ever is uh, MC Hammer's uh, Please Hammer Don't Hurt Them, which is 53 weeks. But the next highest, I think it's 33 weeks with uh, Damn and Views. So imagine like, you know, those two albums spending an extra 12 weeks in the top 10 than Views and Damn. Like those are commercial absolute juggernauts. So to me that says there's not a lot of music dropping in this at the pointy end of the commercial uh, realm. And that's that's the thing. That's why I say Big Ticket is like it's kind of defined by sales now. It's kind of defined by chart positions where, you know, I might say Styles P dropping an album to me is Big Ticket. You know, Mac Homie dropping an album to me is big ticket. Like I was mad excited for that Mac Homie album. I saw I was out with my uh, I went to, when I was when it when I went to Orange and I was with my friend, and we're walking along and I was like scrolling through Instagram and I just stopped dead because I saw a picture of Mac Homie and Jay Z and I'm like, holy shit, is Jay Z gonna be on the album? Like I was so excited. My friend's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like we're out in nature. Stop scrolling Instagram. And I was like, I'm so excited to listen to this album because to me that's a big ticket release. But I think. Yeah, I think it's just the pandemic, man. I think it honestly is a pandemic. Like 2020 was apparently gearing up to be the big year, like another 2018. And people don't know what's going on now. People don't know if uh, festivals are going to get canceled, all this stuff. So I think everyone's a bit scared. And the thing that I'm noticing the most too, and I don't know I don't know how I want to package this, but I listen to a lot of music that's not popular. I listen to a lot of underground music and, and you know, artists, let's say in the 10,000 to 200,000 monthly Spotify listener category, which is decent, but it's not like, you know, they're, they're known, but it's they're not charting kind of thing. And I've said this repeatedly on the podcast over the past two years. The mainstream informs the underground so much because the underground, 90% of what I listen to sounds exactly like what's in the mainstream because everyone's just trying to get that mainstream success. The other 10% is very experimental and very out there or very different. And, but that 90% is very solid. You know, It's a solid thing. At least 90% of the music I listen to every week just sounds like the mainstream. And then the problem we get, and it's this thing we talked about with the TDE release schedule as well, is when artists aren't dropping regularly, things stagnate. They really do. And this is this is very much the case when we just like dry up all the major mainstream releases and we kind of space them out over a longer period of time. That evolution in that mainstream sound is being spaced out. It's being elongated. We're waiting longer for the next big thing to happen, for the next big change, because that's how the music industry changes. That's how artists change. You put out product, then you put out something different after that. People get used to a certain sound, and then you revolutionize it and change it. You look at the way Tyler Creator's done that over his whole career. Kanye West has done that over his whole career. They couldn't have done that if Kanye West had dropped four albums since 2004, because we'd be on 808s in 2021. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like there needs to be regular content coming out for that evolution to continue. And what I'm seeing in the last 18 months 
is stagnation in the underground because there's been stagnation in the mainstream. And that's not to say that there's not revolutionary music being released in the mainstream. There's just not enough of it. And the whole collective isn't having the opportunity to progress with that sound. And, you know, as I say, like you, you could very well sit there listening to this and say, well, I don't give a fuck about the mainstream. And that's totally fair. But I'm telling you that the mainstream does inform everything else that's dropping with people who are, are trying to be successful, who are trying to make music that's going to sell because they're just trying to recreate what's selling right now. And, you know, if we just keep getting the same kind of projects coming out, uh, it's not it's not going to change. And I just think that's been one of the, the, the drawbacks of this. You know, I said earlier about one of the good things is it's opened up a lot of space for us to talk about more diverse projects, which is very true. But if you look at those projects from those artists, those are established artists. You know, I'm talking about Mac Homie's been around since, what, 2016. These are artists with established sounds. These aren't brand new artists coming out and dropping brand new projects. You know, even IDK's been around for a while now. I think Izzy Real was 2019. So, like, that difference we're not going to see right now. And so that's that's the the downside, I, I think, to to spacing out these, these bigger ticket releases. So, can you hear that? Tinfoil? Yeah, I'm putting the tin fall out. Um, so you're ba- you're basically saying that uh, you know the streaming, stre- streaming is a you know too big of an influence. You know uh, what I heard just on just on that topic, just on that topic, because something really fascinated me yesterday, right? And we were talking about the the artist with the most top top tens again with J Cole, and someone said Lil Baby, and Lil Baby was on I think Wants and Needs with Drake, but I think he's listed as a lead artist as well. And now what I've noticed, and this is the influence of streaming, what I've noticed over the last couple of years, I didn't know this until I was listening to the Rory and Moore podcast yesterday. And there are so many songs with dual lead artists, you know, like Tyler, the creator with, or, you know, so-and-so with this person. It's because when you do that, when you put both the artists as a lead artist, it pops up on both artists, Spotify and Apple Music pages rather than as a feature and it won't pop up. So what we're seeing now is artists like co having co-lead songs. And the only reason they're doing that is so that they can get both audiences. And it's like that is the tip of the iceberg with the influencer streaming. So you're very right. Continue with your – sorry to cut you off, but you're very right with the tinfoil hat. No, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's the case for anywhere else, but I know for Spotify specifically you can, you know, put the artist's names on the track on the track uh you know below the name and if it's like a single then it will have all three of their names on it or all their names on it um but you know it, it doesn't have to have feet um that person it, it they, sometimes they don't and then they still have the name on it um you know we, we should talk about the you know the idk one it doesn't have it doesn't say feet da, 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 anymore um it just has the names on it um so I think maybe that's just a a thing that is now um, that you don't need you don't in some ways you don't need to put the feet uh, blah 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 on it. You could just put their name. You could just add their uh, add their profile so to speak on the on uh, below, and it'll just it'll that'll get the job done. Um, it just makes everything look more cleaner, I guess, in t- uh, aesthetically. Uh, I don't know if that's the case for you know if they do it on. Uh, you know, vinyl, uh, vinyl, hard, uh, hard copies, and do they have the feature on that? Because uh, you know, obviously, you know, for some for some albums they don't do that. 
but then you hear someone on it and you're just like, wait, I've heard that person. And then you look on the liner notes and it has that person, you know, additional vocals by. It's just, you know, but it's not a feature, apparently. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it, 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 it dips and dives, but I get what you mean. Um, but, yeah, no, I, 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 didn't, I actually didn't even have a point. I was just, I was just, I was just, I was just bullshitted. But, um, but, was that a plane? Fuck. Um, sorry about that. I was bare scared that it was really loud all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> Or a plane was gonna land in my fucking gun. Um, <laughs> I'm recording at 11 p.m. Why is there a plane? Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I th- I do think I do think there's an influence there. You know, we've talked about that before at nauseum. I do think there's an influence to that point, um, to the overall point you were making um, during your monologue. I forgot the, the specific the specific point um, that made me that made the the light bulb click for me. Um, but I really do think that um, in that, oh yeah, because obviously you answering my question about uh, you know uh, what what's the reason for it. But um, I, I I do think there's some influence on that front um, uh, as to why uh, our definitions may be switching up or whatever. Uh, I do think you know playlisting on that front really mm. has. A stupid amount of power at that point. So much power. A stupid amount of power at that point. So much. Um, I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a big piece of the pie. But um, yeah, overall, I do. Um, yeah, it, it is, it is very interesting thinking about that. Uh, that overall reason as to why. Um, but yeah, I do think you know, tinfoil um streaming really has a uh, you know. Everyone in a vice, and uh, we just don't know it yet. But uh, on on a side note, I did see a good. I, I did send you that article um, about uh, potentially. Uh, I mean, UK government anyway. I don't know about obviously it doesn't apply to others, but um, there was an article I sent to Ben recently about uh, uh, MPs in UK. Uh, you know, trying to in some ways uh, order streaming, uh, order streaming sites to pay artists in some in ten, You know. TLDR, uh, that's basically the crux of the article. But yeah, it's you know, there's there's something there's something there that you know could and should be done. Um, but yeah, on that mainstream front, it's uh, it, there's there's a lot of facts to it. And obviously, streaming's you know big reasoning to that. Uh, but yeah, it's a cost. Well, I think <laughs> I think that contributes heavily to us not having albums that we go back to regularly because those kind of albums are the ones that are album experiences. Whereas now we're seeing, you know, the, an example would be the Doja Cat album Planet Her, which is still number two. And apparently it's the, th- the first uh, f- album by a female artist to spend three its first three weeks at number two since The Pink Print by Nicki Minaj in, I think that was 2014, The Pink Print. Yeah, I think so. Um, so the thing that we're, that I've seen on that, on that if you go on the, the page on... Uh, on your Spotify on desktop is that there are a couple of songs with a lot of streams and the rest of the songs have around 11 to, no, sorry, three to 12 million streams. But then you've got songs with like 25 million streams, 65 million streams, 42 million streams, 487 million streams. So what we're seeing is those sales are being propelled by the playlisting where, you know, those songs are getting onto playlists and that's that's what's propelling it. Like I was saying to Charlie, we were talking about that article and we were talking about how 
uh, streaming monetize the piracy era. You know, they did something that no one thought they could ever do. But like at what cost? You know, at what cost has it come? Because, you know, I post the song revenue chart from uh, from Hits Daily Double on my uh, Spotify, uh, sorry, on my Twitter this morning. And like you look at some of these numbers, the artist isn't seeing any of this money, I don't think. Like Megan Thee Stallion's uh, thought shit, 78k it made last week rap star by apology 77k like these are they honestly to be 100 percent honest with everyone out there these are meaningless numbers they're meaningless they're just industry numbers like there's no point to us knowing these numbers because the artist who knows what the artist is getting out of that and that's what's confusing and scary a lot of the time for all of us is like what how do we support our artists best like should should we be streaming all this stuff is it's just getting messier and messier as we get further and further along and um yeah i don't really have a point there but i uh, just then piggybacking off what charlie said about streaming and how influential it is and it's been so influential on music it's it's crazy it's it's really is crazy to be honest um we've been in an hour uh ben did you have anything in terms of just like general thoughts about the half year or what you look forward to in the next in the next half year or whatever yeah i mean it's hard to say what to look forward to really because like i don't really know what we're gonna get i I don't it's hard like you know it's been 18 months now of not really knowing what's going to come and assuming that everything's going to be pushed back so i just are you getting isaiah say again sorry Isaiah's dropping in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, Isaiah on the 30th. Uh, there was another release coming out soon as well that I forget what it was. People are saying that Kanye's going to drop, but Isaiah I'm, I'm super excited for. Honestly, I really am excited for Isaiah. I read the the Feeder article, and he's been through so much, man, and this is going to be a great project. Um, I'm really excited to see that. But outside of that, look, you know, I don't know what to expect. I just, I think we're lucky, Charlie and I, because we just don't, I mean, I talk about big, big mainstream artists all the time, but like I'm not holding out for that. There's something to be found every single week. There's new music to be found every single week. Just go on my fucking graphic, man. There's massive amounts of music. I put 87 songs on the playlist this week. There's always heaps of music to discover. So I'm not too worried, but yeah, I don't, um, I don't know, man. I don't don't have huge hopes for the rest of the year. I'm not expecting anything major to come out. Uh, I assume we'll get Drake's album at some point. But, you know, who knows? We might not. You never know. But I'm excited for for Isaiah for sure. Nice, nice. Sims, pretty much. Yes, (laughs) that too. That too. That's going to be crazy. I'm really excited for that. (laughs) When is that coming out? Is there a release date? Uh, September something. Alright. No, September something. So yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of others um, that I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, but honestly, it's just literally just Sims for me. Like, I'm just waiting until September to spin that Sims and, uh, cause all of our singles have been hitting in some way or another. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's looking, it's looking tasty on that front. It's looking tasty. And also Dave's dropping his second album and, uh, I don't know, I feel a bit I'm trying to. Low, I'm. I'm for some reason lowering my expectations. Uh, I saw the track list. I'm, I'm not that high on the him and Stormzy track. I was like, it's okay, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I just. Uh, I don't. I don't. I can't imagine it being as momentous as Psychodrama was. But I'd like to be proved wrong. So uh, yeah, there's that, that on that. Next front. week, isn't it? That's next week. Is it? 
Yeah, twenty third. We're getting it. Oh fuck! All right, we're the, also, there you go. We're getting. Uh, how you feel about this? This is interesting. Dave East and Harry Fraud are dropping on the thirtieth. I, I think that could hit, be yeah, fire. I saw that. that could I be fire. See that. I can see that heel. I can see that hitting. I can see it hitting. I can definitely I can see, see that hitting. It depends. Are we getting album Dave East or mixtape East? <laughs> well, I mean, I assume with Harry Fraud. Are we getting? getting are we getting? Are we getting Persona? Uh, is it Persona? Uh, P, are we getting P two uh, Davies or are we getting Survival Davies? Yeah, I mean, I hope that we're getting P two Davies, but um, P two is a mixtape, right? Or Survival? Yeah, yeah mi- mixtape piece, basically. We we need mix. Oh, I think with Harry Fraud on board, we're also getting. Uh, I yeah. so I'm I'm going down like the list of what we might be getting. And Westside Gun is on the 20th of August, and it's Hitler wears her maze. But I thought it said Hitler has herpes. Just red. <laughs> like that is a wild. That is a wild album title, man. But um, yeah, so we might be getting some West Side Gun. But apart from that, man, there's not a lot here. Like Unknown T's dropping on the 30th, Adolescence. That'll be good to listen to. But uh, bro, I mean, apparently we're getting Bryson Tiller, maybe. Sweetie, eh, Trippy Red, no maybe. Normani. <laughs> Normani. Uh, Iggy Azalea, Enjoy, apparently. I don't know, man. Uh, French Montana. Apparently, okay, uh, we're scraping the battle now. All right, let's let's let's, let's finish up. <laughs> Fuck it <laughs> up. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't really okay. have anything All else. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, I do want to okay. just shout out a couple of MP- MVPs. I think Griselda have been MVP so far because just in general, at the start of June, I tweeted this out. They've dropped forty-seven at from the start of June, forty-seven guest spots from Griselda, two point one per week. That's wild. That's more than two guest spots a week. Every week we're getting new Griselda. I think Alchemist has had a great year so far. Uh, obviously, Haram by Armin Hammer dropped. Uh, and then Alchemist had his own EP, this thing of ours. I think Alchemist just dropped another project too, just the, just overnight. I don't know. I have to check that. Um, J. Cole, I think, has had a great year so far. Really incredible commercial success. Nicki Minaj, I think, has also had an incredible year. You know, she's kind of put her yeah, foot back yeah, in the water commercially. To you. She's come back, man. She's But I said she wasn't going to retire. Like, no one ever retires. Look at Logic. Logic was retired for like four minutes, and then he popped back <laughs> up with... He drops a new song every week now. But Nicki Minaj, man, 11-year-old mixtape, which was free, went sold 80K first week and went number two, you know? And, like, she's just popped up on the Whole lot of Money remix. Uh, that's going to chart top 15, Seeing Green went number 12, so I think she's definitely been an MVP. Lil Durk, obviously, MVP of this year, absolutely annihilated. I think he has, I think Chart Data said he had 33 Hot 100 entries, which is the most of all artists this year. Uh, the Voice is the ninth highest selling in the US in 2021. Um, Voice of the Heroes is obviously incredible, 389k already, and it's great to see Lil Durk winning, you know. It's been a decade, and he's now coming into his own, and it's it's really incredible to see. Uh, and finally, Doja Cat, I think she's had a great year, man. Kiss Me More hit number three on the Hot 100. Uh, it was number one in four countries and top 10 in 24 countries. This is, you know, she dressed up as a cow and, and did the, the cow song. And now she's released one of the most mature hip-hop slash pop albums i've ever heard in my life like it's a great project and that's just a massive glow up so shout out to doja cat as well so those would be my mvps of 2021 i just want to put that out there and give a bit of shine to some people who i think have done really well this year all right that's cool um i i i i i i was put i was put on i'm not gonna 
do the same. I've <laughs> I've no idea to, to even if I if I shout a few names, I'll just keep shouting out names. So I won't even I won't even try it. But uh, yeah, man, it's been okay. It's been an okay half year. Um, but you know, I think I think like most years in in well in, in nearly everything actually. I, th- I feel like every everything good happens in the autumn winter time and nothing because uh, everyone's trying to do shit in the summer you know what I mean so I feel I feel like because people are inside more often in the winter and obviously that's different for you in terms of seasons but um, yeah I feel like people just drop everything in the autumn winter because it's more I don't know there's there's something there I guess but anyway it's been a half good half decent half year in <laughs> hopefully it's a decent year at the end of the year um do we need a light note? I mean, well, I, I mean, Olympics maybe, boy. Maybe we just wait. Say again. <laughs> That's just me. I, I I just I just want to guess the Olympics, but apart from that, yeah. Well, I was thinking just like a quick thing on what the half year has been like for you personally. Oh, bruv, we can't do that. It's going to be too long. <laughs> okay, we'll gas the Olympics and go for it. Uh, I mean, okay, personally, um, it's been okay. Uh, you know, I've got a six-month con- contract going in terms of work. You know, that's been okay. Um, it's been a bit of a challenge, honestly, just trying to regiment myself and wake up early, which, you know, obviously a lot of people be like, oh, what's the problem with that? It's just... I'm not a morning person and my brain spikes in like from 11 p.m. onwards it's just it just it's just super hard for me um so yeah so it's, it's been a lot of getting used to but apart from that it's bliss um you know I'm trying to just I'm trying to just find things to enjoy I guess and, and obviously as most of us are trying to do um recent in recent times um getting vaccinated and all that kind of stuff um but yeah I think August is going to be cool. Um, I've got a few things going on there. Um, just got a few things planned on that front. Got a couple of events I'm going to go to, so that's going to be fun. Uh, going to get vaccinated, double vaxxed on the end of on the end of the end of that month, so that's going to be fun. Mm. Um, why do I say fun? Like it's <laughs> like it's an event. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a okay half year, I think. Uh, obviously, got rid of the afro. That was cool for that was cool for a minute. Um, so yeah, a lot of personal growth. I feel. A lot of personal growth, and uh, yeah, man, Olympics. Ooh, can't fucking wait. Can't fucking wait. It's gonna be an absolute shit show in a lot of ways, um, but I can't help myself. I can't help myself. I even copped a Team GB shirt, bro. Like, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it, and it's actually fire. It's actually a fire shirt. Uh, honestly, you wouldn't even know Team G- Team GB shirt unless you actually looked at it properly. So uh, yeah, man, it's it's banging. I'm I'm hype. I'm hype for the next two weeks. Ooh. I'm uh look, I love the Olympics, but I don't know why I just am not I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling the spirit. Every year I get so excited. This year it just feels weird, man. There's weird energy around it. Like, uh I don't know. And it's in just... your time zone, bro. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> I know, I know. I mean we we'll be watching it, of course. We're gonna watch it. We watch the Olympics obsessively every year, every uh four years, but what, what, sports, uh, what sports, what sports, what sports, what sports? Fucking give everything, give this, man. But this. I mean Swimming is massive in Australia. Swimming is huge in Australia. Uh, so we are just tapped the fuck into swimming. Athletics is not that big in Australia. I love watching it, but uh, it's not a massive uh, thing in Australia. Um, swimming is really what we... I mean, we've in previous years, we've done very well in the cycling as well. 
but I don't know that we're mm-hmm. up there with the cycling at the moment. So it's it's one of those things in Australia where they really only focus on the things that we're good at. Australia is one of those countries that defines itself by its sporting prowess a lot of the time. So if it's struggling in a certain sport, that sport doesn't get a lot of shine. Like football's not massive over here because we're just pretty garbage at it. So yeah, I'm 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 going to be tapped into swim, but I'm going to be mad tapped into the athletics because I honestly think. I want to watch every event. Like I love the athletics. I absolutely adore yes. watching it. And I don't know anything about who's to who me. is. I don't know much about people, so I'm gonna to have to ask Charlie for some uh, for who who to watch and, and what's going to be interesting. Because I'm mad Come excited. To be. Yeah, <laughs> athletics are gonna be good, man. So, oh bro, it, oh bro, so much heat. There's so much heat on that on, on the athletics. Oh my gosh, there's so much good shit. I'm actually kind of the opposite as it pertains to swimming. I feel like there's too much swimming. Um, there's a lot of swimming. There's too. You no, know, we do. We need. We need there's to do two hundred, four hundred, eight hundred. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's no there's fifty. A lot of... There's fifty. There's a hundred. There's two hundred. There's four hundred. And I think there's 800 for some of them as well, 1500 as well. Like I think, that's five. That's I don't five. Know if they got rid of the 800. They used to have the 800 in just freestyle, but I think they only go up to 400 in the. Wait, do they have 400 butterfly? Holy shit! Don't man, ask, don't ask me. I don't care. That's the problem. There's too much. There's too much. There's too many distances. Oh, actually, not even too many distances, right? I don't even care about the distances. It's the fact that like butterflies are thing. That shouldn't exist. Nobody's swimming nah. like that. That's just but, stupid. But, but Give me backstroke. Weird. But Give me no, backstroke. No, I don't Give want me backstroke. Freestyle. Bro, backstroke is so backstroke's boring. Backstroke's lit. I love backstrokes. Nah, backstroke's boring. That's a survival watch out, stroke. Watch out, watch out. They got a survival stroke in the Olympics. Like, come on now, man. Backstroke. I'm not feeling backstroke <laughs> I don't know what at that all. Means. <laughs> it will, when we did our bronze medallion at, at, at school, like we learned how to uh, how to rescue people from the surf. And they teach you the survival strokes, you know, the strokes that you can basically just do for hours without dying. Backstroke and side stroke are the two major survival strokes that you can just continue to, like, you just practice doing them. Yeah, it's like this weird thing, like, you're on your side, but your head's always above the water, and you kind of do this, like, pincer movement with your arms and legs. It's very... So, what, you're doing that from the front? You're, like, you're, you're jabbing from the front with your left arm, or...? Yeah, so your left arm, well, it depends on what side yeah, you'd yeah, be on. Yeah. But yeah, you'd be like pushing forward and then you pull the water back towards you and it will kind of propel you along. So it's like, but it, you know, bro, backstroke is just boring to me. I'm like, this is really <laughs> okay. boring. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Well, that's probably why uh, most of the most of the premier events are always either freestyle or uh, breaststroke. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to do a, like a big just fucking gauntlet of like what i'm hyped about uh, on what's good next week um uh, but i'll give you a couple i'll give i'll give you a couple of sports that i'm gonna peep and i'd rarely peep because obviously it's the olympics and i don't bother peeping these sports um underrated uh new sports a de- new sport definitely three on three basketball people need a peep um that's exciting as shit uh i think uh B- cycling cycling uh bmx racing is an always just a good fucking thing to watch absolute carnage constant action uh all the time all the time every time every race is just hype to watch um any fighting there's karate now uh but there's also obviously judo and taekwondo definitely and any of that um judo is just better wrestling uh actually no i call it not sus wrestling so wrestling's just too weird for me like, I just, there's a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of intimate a lot of, touching 
yes, it's yes, it's 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 too, it's too it makes me it's it's not yet. So yeah, watch Judo instead because it's it just looks more boss. Um and skateboarding as well. Skateboarding is new. Um, so Nigel Houston is going to be there. Sky Brown, who's thirteen years old, and uh, she's going to be Team GB for the uh, for I think the park. I think that's what you call it. Um, skateboarding. 13. She literally just yeah, she's thirteen years old. She literally, she, she literally, she's literally as as we speak, probably on the on the plane now. Um, she was in LA uh, for the X Games this past weekend, and she won gold in park. Um, thirteen wow. years old, hitting five forties is crazy. <laughs> um, she's absolutely, she's absurd. She is fucking That's absurd. Crazy. Go, go Pete. Oh go my Pete. gosh. Wow. You have to see to believe. She yeah. So she's gar- uh, in my mind guaranteed gold. Definitely going to peep wow. that. Um, and also just an underrated shout out to table tennis man. Just just fucking shout yeah. out to table tennis. Nah, yeah, elite, that's, that's elite, true. A, a sport a sport that anybody can play, but the action is so fast. It's great. Like it's just oh, it's great. It's perfect. It's perfect. That's what that's what I'm here for, man. That's what I'm here for, man. Just these obscure sports that nobody watches at the in, in uh, apart from the Olympics. I'm not going to be watching football. I'm not going to be watching baseball. Like that can happen. That happens every year. Like oh, and tennis as well. Not here for that. Give me table tennis, okay? Give me badminton. Give me all of that. Are you gonna watch surfing? Surfing's here now. Are you gonna watch surfing? Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm not into surfing, but I'm just asking you because you're Australian. <laughs> yeah, and I used to surf, but I don't know, man. It's it's. I'm not a big fan of competitive surfing for some reason. I don't know why. It's it just doesn't appeal to me that much. This girl is gonna be the young is she gonna be the youngest olympian ever yes the youngest wow that's insane imagine winning a gold medal at age 13 how do you <laughs> how do you top that <laughs> keep keep going bro keep going keep winning them all right i mean there's probably, there's, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of people in the in uh i know winter winter sports that around that age that you know do like snowboarding maybe not 13 but i know like chloe kim has been like winning gold medals for like the past four years in winter snowboarding she's like i think 19 now so sky brown's not that far off but is very yeah the fact she's 13 is definitely not enough something to sneeze at yeah i probably uh probably will skip the surfing um basketball will be interesting for sure i always do enjoy team sports hockey's massive in australia so that's going to be something that we watch my mom hockey makes great hockey player hockey makes me i can't i can't watch it too much because it just makes me anxious like just seeing just just seeing the ball of how fucking hard that is if that hits anybody's shin it's turning into dust fam what if it hits him in the face like i know exactly bro exactly i can't i can't watch it it's it's it's, it seems it seems not like where's the padding please give me that hockey is just a wearing wild shorts, sport. bro. hockey is a wild sport they are tough motherfuckers oh, it's, those it's hockey scares players. the shit out of me i played in i played in primary school and it scared the fuck out of me i was like nope i'm I not getting I hit <laughs> i don't think i could do it especially like you know at that level you would expect people to be relatively clued in but at lower levels people <laughs> have don't have the skill to keep the ball on the ground they just be oh, whacking yeah, it around be flying lifts. around at head height yeah, if that shit lifts, oh my gosh, no, I'll be scared to death. I can't watch it, man. Like, I'm just waiting for the time where someone just get clotted in the face or clotted in the shin and their fucking whole leg disintegrates like Thanos clap, uh, Thanos click, but can't be doing that. But yeah, you so many sports. So I want to watch. I want to watch the diving. I really like the diving. I think it's fucking unbelievable. I, do- like, <laughs> I love sports that I can't do. I love sports that I have yeah, yeah, no facts, ability, facts, facts, like facts, facts. pole vaulting. Like, bro, yeah. how the fuck do you get into pole vaulting? 
Like, that's insane. How do you even start that? Like, the first time you ever properly pole vault, that could go very awry. It's Men's pole great. vaulting, there might be a world record in that pole vault. So... Be be sure be get be oh, sure to get into that men's man. pole vault. There might be a world record in that in that case. Um, it's it's definitely he. It's definitely very competitive, um, and the women's as well. Um, but I feel like for the women's, like a top three, and then there's everybody else. But for men's, there's literally like three dudes, and then tons of other really good dudes. That if they have a good day, they'll be making. They'll be potentially holding for medals. So pole vault is a good shout. But um, diving, I'm I like diving. I just why, 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 why do the dudes have literally near, near to no kit on? Like, it, is it necessary? <laughs> so I mean, they're good looking blokes. So no I'm kit. here for it. I'm I know. Totally I know. Here for it. I know. They're they're sculpted. They're sculpted like Greek gods, fam. It's fine. But I'm just saying, like, you, there's aerodynamics, and then there's just absurdity, and I'm just like, okay. Well, that's, how that's do you feel about is. how do you feel about women's volleyball in that case? <laughs> Actually, okay. We'll finish here because. We're going for too long, but there's like there was actually a story recently where like I think it was Danish, I forget I forget what inter- uh, nationality, but uh, there was a women's beach volleyball team that purposefully didn't wear that kit that they all wear with the with the with just full cheeks showing, um, and uh, they actually got reprimanded for it. They were just wearing what? like they, they were just wearing like classic what? like. Th- th- knee up to, uh, down to the maybe like the bl- like lower thigh uh just kit they were just covered up from there and yeah they got a they got a reprimanded for it and it was just like yeah so that, that's that's the only commentary i have for beach volleyball <laughs> bro that's horrendous that's horrific like i i that doesn't make sense to me i i don't really get the whole volleyball the beach volleyball you know if if that's more aerodynamic or may, may helps them but then, why are the men not wearing that? Like, I'm like, mm. uh, uh, there you go, uh, and you can say the same for athletics. Um, but anyway, we'll leave it there at, yeah. um, at Olympic and sports clothing. Thanks, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, from the FIFA Podcast Network. It's been digging digits half year review or whatever I've called it on the title. Uh, I have been Charlie Taylor of the FIFA. I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. We hope you all have a good week. Enjoy the Olympics, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a bloodbath. We know this, but fuck it. Just enjoy what you can. And uh, yeah, have a good week. Wish I was trying to do the same. But until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, peace. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show was edited by me. Music for the show is Peace and Video Games by Bonus Points. Thanks to Chill Breakers for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, hip hop by numbers, bonus points, and chill breakers will be in the full show notes wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth element podcast network production. Thanks for spending time with us. We shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits.